0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to season two, episode fifteen of the Biff Rugby League Podcast. Only the two of us this week, um, because obviously Toby's a new dad, so he's been very busy, and we wish him. uh, We hope he's getting on really, really well. We believe he is. Um, I've been busy, had loads of stuff to do, and Robin, you've been away. So before we get into everything, how was your trip? How was your? How was your last? Well, for the listeners, it will be.
1: Three weeks, I think? Three weeks, yeah. This would have been three weeks. How have the last three weeks been for you? Honestly, it's been awesome. It's like, all of a sudden it's June. I can't believe the month's just disappeared. But yeah, when obviously, I had Perpignan right at the start of the year. Managed to talk about last week, or last episode. And then I was in Barcelona last week, and that was just amazing. I think it's probably my favourite city that I've been to in the world um and then yeah oh. when i was i was in scotland this weekend bank holiday weekend camping and i've been to france i've been to spain but i got sunburn in scotland yeah i'm sat here now like stinging bright red, <laughs> it's bright red. but the not. but yeah how about yourself mate
0: it's been good I, do you know what it's actually been quite nice to we, i mean we did 14 episodes in 15 weeks and we said at the start before before we'd recorded an episode this year we turned around and we said look well let's aim to do one every other week let's not put pressure on ourselves and we just got into a rhythm that seemed to work and, yeah and i think we were getting a bit burnt out toward the, the like because toby had been away and you and me were like look we really need toby back and then toby came back and we hit we hit stride and then it was just like actually we do need a yeah. couple weeks off because we've, we've all had so much on that we've probably not taken as much time for ourselves
1: uh, that's it and and the summer comes round and all of a sudden there's loads to do
0: yeah and obviously i am involved with a rugby club you're playing touch going to games toby's like we've already said is a, is a dad so he's he's going to have so much more on we've all he's been, the busiest one here <laughs> he's the busiest one here and obviously he needs to rest and like so if he's not if he's not here every uh every other episode then it's fine like we know what he's doing it's not it's not a, it's not an issue we we're just glad that he's happy and and cracking on so yeah good. obviously we've had the summer bash we've had some big news regarding the world cup some some people that we rely on to get some of our international eligibility have, have stepped down from doing some stuff that they do on twitter which is, is quite sad to see we've had some transfers um, but we're going to start with with a bit of news in france obviously the elite one championship happened this weekend we've just watched some of the highlights as, as castle Con played uh Lemieux grizzlies and the Grizzlies uh, came out on top. And it looked like a one-sided game for some of that, but then obviously only finished 22-34, so it was quite a close game in the end.
1: Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty one-sided game. It got to a point where you thought um, Lamou can just sort of sit back and enjoy this, which is quite rare in a final, but maybe they did that a little bit too much, like Carcassonne come back at them at the end. But, um, yeah, I, we, we were just trying to find a bit of information about it, and it is a shame that there's no kind of good reliable official source like up-to-date source for the um french elite one i mean maybe that's because we're all our google searches are in english but i think that um it's something i'd like to, to see more of um i remember when i was booking the trip to perpignan and i was trying to find out if there was going to be any fixtures in the towns around that area um, and yeah. for the weekend we were going and it was just so difficult to find anything i was reaching out to people on twitter and it, um I think to be honest, it was it was maybe the week before the finals yeah. and as soon as the finals happened, everything they play them in different different grounds. So like this this game was in um Narbonne, which obviously they have their own team, but these are two away sides playing at their ground. So everything's a bit um like up in the air. It's difficult to, to plan yeah, ahead. But really
0: find stuff out, isn't it?
1: So Yeah, it it's just like, you know, it's a really good competition and actually I think that a lot of people would enjoy just keeping up to date with it and catching the odd game because they are on um, quite often they're streamed on YouTube. Yeah. So it is, it is like accessible, but I I've really like really um it's really captured my imagination the French league, having having gone to Perpignan and followed it a little bit more than than I have done in the past and the the passion of the fans is really cool they they really kind of um, they just don't care if they look stupid, so they just go absolutely wild. And at the end of, of the of the game, if you if anyone wants to watch back the highlights, you can see them all streaming onto the pitch. And even though it's not a, a massive competition, um, I mean, I doubt if I mean play, players are probably paid. Um, yeah, players I think are probably paid, I but it, are, yeah. it, it it's definitely a part time operation. But it does mean a lot to them, so it's really um, cool. Like the the one word that I keep that keeps popping up is just passion like they're so passionate and um it's quite refreshing compared to a lot of the um, moaning and groaning that goes on in this country
0: yeah lots of moaning lots of groaning and i I think it's the same over in the nRL as well listening to bloke in a bar and i've listened to it a lot lately because i'm really getting into like their views on obviously origin and the nRL and, and certain teams and a lot. All they've like we said. We say on here like last year, we're not going to do a lot of ref bashing, and they've said that at the start. But all they do is bash the refs. That like, is. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're really, they're, they're really great. It's a really great podcast. If you listen to us, do listen to them as well, and listen to both of us because they like Dean and Kemp put out so much content. It's unbelievable. They they ref they really are, they are quite negative. So I think it's the same over there as mm. it is here, but. We have a reason to be negative because we're nowhere near their level. If they're moaning at that level, then they're definitely doing like there must yeah. be improvements to their game. And some, of the, I think Darren Lockyer was like saying that some of the best stadiums and atmospheres he's been in are in this country because they're so compact. And we're saying to teams now, nah, we want you to play in bigger, better stadiums. So, no, we don't want that. We just want it. to be Yeah, atmosphere. maybe, yeah. So it's just one of them things that we do stuff right and they do stuff right. And so maybe we should just start accepting that actually it's not that bad after all. I it's not bad. No, it's not bad. Go on.
1: Well, I was going to say, in like you know, the the French have even less resources and less eyeballs, yet like they're loving it. They're having a great time. So take a leaf out of their book as well.
0: Yeah, definitely. They 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 enjoy it. They just do what they can to 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 sort of improve the game of rugby league in as many aspects as they can. I didn't want to bring it up early, but it's, it's sort of we mentioned elite one. It's kind of brought us into it. So you know what? We'll get the big news out the way. This is nuts. This is absolutely mental. The France have pulled out of hosting the Rugby League World Cup in 2025 for financial reasons. Um, the future of the international rugby league, of international rugby league was thrown into chaos. Only I think two weeks ago now, and obviously we've been away, so we haven't been able to talk about it. And we, but we wanted to, there to be as much information as we could to talk about it, which is why we're kind of glad it wasn't next. We didn't want it to take up three episodes, basically. But um, RLF, R, RIL Chief Troy Grant has described um, the situation as very disappointing, um, the decision by the Organisation Committee of France 2025, um, which said it could not deliver financial guarantees demanded by the French government. Grant said, I respect the French government's decision amid the challenges they are facing, but I can't hide my disappointment Disappointment that I conveyed clearly to them in person. Despite our focus having been on France, we will now accelerate our consideration of other contingency options, uh, the organisers of the World Cup said despite all the work carried out by the organising p- committee, it hasn't been possible to fully secure the risk of a deficit. Despite the interest shown in the, in this unique sport, the, dis- the board had decided to renounce organising this major international competition uh, which the IRL had entrusted to France. Like This is what I mean, the IRL is trusting these countries to host these tournaments, the IRL should be organising these tournaments with the countries together in order to to maybe make these things more financially viable. The, fi- the conditions mm-hmm. of the financial viability initially defined by the state to support the project set in January 2020 were not fully met, despite the search for solutions and the additional three months granted by the state to the organizing committee at the end of 22, they were still not met. Um, the IRL will meet to discuss contingency plans with Australia and New Zealand potential alternative hosts. Obviously, England hosted the 2021 World Cup, which was postponed by 12 months due to COVID-19. Grant um, said, there is no secret as to how important the strengthening of France as a rugby league nation is to our global game and central to our strategic plans. It was an ambitious project given the unprecedented short lead time due to the pandemic. However, it led to the advantage of following the, of following and leveraging off a widely acknowledged uh, RLWC 2021 success. Um, really disappointing to see France pull out. And... Um, Really, because I was, I, we, we literally discussed about doing like a road trip to France, yeah. Because of that, though, the European Rugby League board, which runs the Middle Eastern African Championships, the Americas Championships, and the European Championships, so they organize those events, which is really good to see. The European board helping these other nations and other mm. um, things, due to the uncertainty surrounding the hosting of the tournament, the ERL board has announced that it will delay its planned international competition scheduled for the autumn. Um, This means that the, the European Championship A for the men, the B for the women and the Rugby League World Cup qualifying competition for the women, the Middle East and African Cup for the men and the Americans Championship for the men have all been removed from the 2023 calendar. However, the ERL will continue to explore alternatives for nations this autumn. I mean, I don't understand why we can't do the Rugby League World Cup qualifying competition as it is. And then so even if but then again, some of these countries that are involved will just be hosts hmm. anyway. So like yeah, so it of, changes who gets of, through. France would still have would have to qualify instead of like instead of not being instead of just being host. So obviously in the men's championship A France are involved in that, but now they actually have to win it to qualify. But it's whether or not these teams So
1: fine. do I can't remember how it works again, so you you automatically qualify if you make it out of the group stages in the last World Cup. Yeah, Is that right? Yeah, yeah that's that's how right.
0: That's how I'm getting it, so... Um, yeah, that's how I'm... I mean,
1: what, like, why can't they just play the tournament with France involved and then work that out afterwards, yeah. like if it's hosted in, a, yeah, in another country? That's,
0: that's what you, That's what I was thinking as well, but looking at this, yeah. it means that at the moment the, IR, the IRL is considering its options for the next World Cup and requires time to finalise details, but this has left some members with little planning time to arrange affordable flights and accommodation on the current schedule. So, obviously, yeah. European countries travelling to France is a lot cheaper than European countries having to travel to Australia and New Zealand. But mm. like the sport should just be financing these teams for that. Like, this this could be a... Yeah, place. this is... Or, that's, we just, or we just skip to having 2022,
1: 2026, 2030, 2034. Yeah, but that, that makes
0: sense. the same years as the World Cup. so it's As a like...
1: football. Yeah, but I don't think that was an issue this time round.
0: No, I didn't think it was an issue, but was that... Before? Because I think
1: it's only an issue if like the, the both world cups are in the same country because then you're asking like a lot of the same market to fork out for two competitions yeah, but I agree if one you. if one's in england and one's in qatar there's not many people that are gonna have to choose between one or the other
0: no and they're not on at the same time anyway so it's not really yeah true. so i think i think we should just give them the four years and just go off that and just say due to this and just just change them that that making that a three-year gap or even not even a three-year gap what's that Two and a half year gap from the end of one World Cup to probably the start of another, once everything has to be organised, is a really short time. Around, whereas yeah, three, it is. Three, to three and a half years is a bit, bit
1: better, isn't it? Especially with, like, you know, we aren't the biggest sport. We don't have the deepest pockets. Yeah. You, you know, like, they don't ask football to turn around in that amount of time for a World Cup. So, yeah, maybe that was a bit unrealistic. Well, I think, like, the fact that the, um, you know, the, the French government have decided that actually it wouldn't it would make huge losses is quite quite concerning and um I, like like i said earlier the fact that um it, we struggle to to find out anything about the um elite one and we we're pretty invested in rugby league yeah i think that's i think that that's this decision is almost a symptom of, of the fact that yeah the, the, the french rugby league federation aren't really doing enough to, to um, promote their game and and therefore host the World Cup, even though it's a shame that it's come about in this set of decisions. Like really, if, if they'd have known all at the beginning, they would have said, no, it's just not possible.
0: Yeah, definitely. And it's not the first time this World Cup has been changed venue. It was initially meant to be in the Americas with um, the East Coast of America. and oh, That's right, yeah. Hosting it. They then delayed and said, OK, we'll give you 2029 for the Americas, which meant France stepped, France stepped up to the plate for 2025 i think just before i think it was only in like 2021 or during covid um so obviously that that's the second time this world cup has been thrown into doubt. Mm. And i don't you know what i don't want to wait eight years for another one i want it i want no. to host it host it was so good it was really really good because, but yeah, go
1: do we know how do we know what the kind of what was the profit for profitability of the right. last world cup we don't worried.
0: know I, I, we don't know so i mean it's probably one of those things that is kept behind closed doors
1: or and and they and if they do know that information that that you know that could be the reason why when they say look mm-hmm. at how successful this world cup was one of the best televised ones we've had in this country yeah etc oh, and go. it oh. it might have just flopped yeah. financially
0: um, the, the, the troy grant and a, and a colleague of his at the irl held a press conference Um, and one of the questions was did the rugby league world cup in england return a profit Um, troy grant's answer was the rugby league the world cup 2021 was never set up to make a profit we're like a non-profit organization they've met their budget received support from the uk government which is significant and i'm not sure if all the accounting reconciliations have been completed but the irl's rights fee as part of that budget is being met while the final accounting is still being done it was enormous success we had records levels of investment that came into the competition but what we were challenged by was a record expenses that exploded with inflation. Our airfares tripled in the last 18 months beforehand, and accommodation costs went through the roof, all due mm. to COVID, which people can understand. He says, I guess the thing is that potential profit in the profit sense of the word didn't eventuate because of those factors, but all bills are paid, all commitments are made, if that makes sense. So there was no loss, yeah. but they might have just broken even due to... Uh, well, I think like
1: to, to make a loss on something like this, I mean who's paying that I guess the government it's the government grants yes. the way the, the loss occurs. Yeah, he said it was and... a
0: success but all the changes in but all the changes in economics probably I think it's been estimated that it was around eleven million pounds impact on what could have additionally been made had prices remained stable from a couple of years before the inflationary pressures that could occurred. Mm-hmm. So they re- they reckon it was about an eleven million pound additional cost of the World Cup. Which is yeah. nuts. That's
1: but crazy. but like that's like in the in the sports world, it's not a lot of money. There's you know footballers that probably get paid that in you know, in a matter of weeks, months. So so the money's out there. Yeah. So you know 100%. if you turn around to the, if you turn around to the UK governments here, we're gonna, we're going to cost you 11 million. They they're probably you know for the for the cultural impact and the extra economic boost of people travelling around going to different cities, they'll probably take that.
0: Like, so it's, yeah, it's just really disappointing to see. I hope we can sort it out. Obviously, some of the countries that have been suggested are like Qatar, um, maybe doing one in the specific, uh, Pacific Nations, maybe doing one like Australia, New Zealand is obviously one. You know what? Just give it to Australia and New Zealand because we know they can deliver it. And then let's sit that. As soon as we know, like, give them to it. Give them it this week and be like, look, here you go. You guys can have yeah. a cup in 2025. Yes, we only know you, you. We know you only had it nine years ago or eight years ago, but have it again now. Host, try and host as many games in New Zealand as possible because you know what, that would be unbelievable to, mm. to, to thank New Zealand for that for what they've done during Covid to help to keep playing games and keep the NRL running let's have as many net games in New Zealand as possible then in 2029 the IRL need to organise it themselves to get a good World Cup run in, in America get it going, Like there's no reason we can't use America because the NRL are doing their they've got a 5 year deal with, with uh, Las Vegas to do the opening round there or something every year or oh, cool. like a game there every every year for five years or something, kind of like what they yeah, NFL and, do with London and Germany. Yes, yeah,
1: and, and five years of NRL contract, and you've got to patch up four years, but then in nine years' time, you might have built up enough interest to yeah, have a much better tournament.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, you're only going to sell tickets a year before the World Cup, right? No, because you're not going to know what the games mm. are. So you've got, a four, you've got a five-year deal between now and 2028, Right, The World Cups in 2029, that gives you a whole 18 months to sell tickets from that game, yeah, right, if, you, if you know what you're doing. Because of what's happened with the IRL and the ERL and all these, the, 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 basically the whole um, international calendar falling on its arse. Um, we, we, we've often used, he can play for the Twitter account, um, international RL eligibility page. Um, a, a few weeks ago, uh, a week ago, he said things have been very busy in his personal life, so he took a little bit of time to slow down. On the list, he had every, he has every intention of finishing off the alphabet, um, but his focus is on other things: Malta, Poland, Philippines, Portugal, Scotland, USA, Wales should all be, should have all been hitting our feeds uh, during the summer but then only three days later he said given the recent announcement of the postponement of the European Americas and MEE cha- MEA championships I have come to the decision to stop running he can play for effective immediately. He has dedicated hundreds of unpaid hours to the research and formatting of eligibility lists for an element of rugby league that he absolutely loves. The England versus Tonga series interests me this autumn but it's games like Wales versus Italy, Nigeria versus South Africa. Canada versus Jamaica and Ukraine versus Germany that really excite him but above all giving his work some purpose. If the IRL slash ERL simply cannot be bothered to show a little risk and ambition in running these then that's him done with them. Over the years he has connected over 50 players with the rugby league board of their heritage and around half of those have gone on to achieve international caps. Sadly however his work is now abruptly finished. He refuses to put any more effort or energy into something that has little to care for its fan base Zero foresight, zero accountability, zero ambition. He's sick to death of international rugby league. International rugby league being a fucking shit show. To all the supporters of my page, I cannot. He cannot thank anyone enough. They've been wonderful to him and the project, and he cannot express how honoured he has felt to provide the service to us. Um, he said, "Thank you, but goodbye." You've got a lot to answer for, at Troy Grant. Um, Troy Grant was very good at responding to a lot of what he, a lot of his questions, and q and a's and everything else but troy Grant has not responded to this tweet and that was yeah. that was that was uh oh that was four days ago um so yeah, yeah. it's it horrible I... to see because we we we've used them with a lot and i sent him a message and said look i'm really sorry to mm. hear that you've had to you've had to stop doing this but i appreciate everything that you've done and we will continue to use your lists as as accurate as they are up to date
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, and I would like to thank him as well, he's done a fantastic job, and I I, I appreciated all his work, I didn't realise that he'd also, you know, like you said um, managed to link up players with their international boards and half of them received cuts, like what an absolute legend, like an unsung hero of our game, and yeah such a shame that the, um, the people in charge have sort of caused, you know, caused him to not lose interest, but lose, lose, purpose. Yeah,
0: lose it is, purpose it's a real shame it is a shame and I, you know what i really hope the irl and the ERL sort themselves out to get these world cups on board get an actual rugby league calendar in just to just to you know what just to fix it because this guy can help give this guy a paid role to yeah like, to pay this guy to be your eligibility guy like in the irl and to check and to check and to say look do i pay this bloke because he's so he's so pivotal to to f- for these players to play for the countries they are, um I briefly mentioned it in the, in the chat we we're having. But obviously, the NRL deal with Las Vegas. Our trip to France is now cancelled. Um,
1: are we going, on a, are we going oh, on
0: a Vegas trip in in twenty twenty? Vegas trip. <laughs>
1: I like the sound of that. I've got plenty of time to save up for it.
0: Yeah, the NRL has signed a deal worth two hundred million dollars to play games in America until the end of twenty twenty five with the Brisbane Broncos lined up to kick off a doubleheader in Las Vegas in 2024. And would you say that's the first
1: first round of the year?
0: Yeah, it's got to be, in it? You've got to kick it off. Uh, Well,
1: because my birthday is the 5th of March. So that kind of...
0: mate, mate. Maybe not 2024, but maybe we'll save up for 2025. Um,
1: Yeah, we can make our money back. That's what you go to Las Vegas (laughs) for. Make our money back.
0: (laughs) Um, <laughs> South Sydney boss Blake Solly said we've had we had discussions a few years ago with the NRL about a potential game to open the season in the US. It didn't come off, but then we've always been interested in any opportunity to expand the game in the US, providing it's long part of a long-term strategy for the from the NRL to continue playing in America. We also have links to America with owners Russell Crowe and Mike Cannon-Brooks who has sporting interests in the Utah Jazz. Um, man this is mental isn't it? Double header games, two two games a year in America. For well, to kick off with a double header, right every year in either Los you can have one in Los Angeles, one in Las Vegas, one in New York, one in like Jacksonville area. Yeah, like um, mate, two games at, in um, in Florida, like kicking off a season. It is
1: awesome. I mean, like it, like let's be real, it's a drop in the ocean compared to the like American sports market, and yeah. you know the you size of these cities. A lot of money. People will um, live live there and not even know it's happening. But I think it is actually I think it's big for our sport and it's good to see that the NRL I know that they're only promoting themselves, but it's good to see that they're trying something different, going somewhere else. Um, you know, because unfortunately they do they do um strangle the international game quite a lot. Yeah. But this is, this is a step in the right direction. This is better than taking state of origin to Perth. This is, a, this is um, yeah, ho- hopefully it's a success and it encourages more, more activities like this.
0: Yeah, definitely. And you know what? Take State of Origin, no, I'm joking. Leave State of Origin where it is. Like one game outside of Queensland and New South Wales, one game in Queensland, one game in New South Wales. And whoever won the season before should host game three because that's, you know, that's usually the most important mm. game so or make as if, as if there wasn't enough incentive to win <laughs> yeah if there wasn't enough incentive to win game three is the game you want but i'll tell you yeah. what the state of origin for those listening it will have happened for us it hasn't happened yet so it's tuesday night now you'll be listening to us this on thursday so state of origin will have happened i'll quickly run through the teams so me and robin are aware of of the teams that will be taking the field uh, tomorrow morning, which is, oh yeah, it's not even far, that far away. Like, Australians are waking up already, ready to go. Like, it's 12 hours away, but some of them will be awake, so it's game day in Australia. Um, So, we're going, uh, it's being played at the Adelaide Oval, so it's a neutral venue. We're gonna run through the Queensland team first Reese Walsh, Selwyn Cobbo, Valentine Holmes, Hammerside Tabuai Fido, Murray Taulangi, uh Cameron Munster at 6, Cherry Evans in 7, Tom Flegler, Ben Hunt, Lindsay Collins, uh, Front Row, David Fafita, Tom Gilbert, and Patrick Carrigan. The back row on the interchange bench, Harry Grant, Tino Fasua, Malawi, Ruben Cotter and Jai Arrow with Tom Didden and Christian Welch, the 18th and 19th men. Um, for the Blues, uh, James Sedesco at 1, Brian Toto and J- uh, Josh Adokar on the wings with Stephen Crichton and Tom Travojevic in the centre, Latrell Mitchell, a late, a last minute injury pullout uh, from that team. Jerome Lui at 6 with Cleary at 7, so plenty of Penrith boys in, in that back line as well. Good left edge or right edge for them, whichever edge they decide to choose. Tavita Pangai Jr., origin, start, debut, front row alongside uh, current Dally M medal leader, Payne Haas, Api Korosal of the West Tigers at hooker. Tyson Prezel and Hudson Young in a back row with Isaiah Yo Ye- uh, at um, loose forward, uh, Junior uh, Poilu, uh, Cameron Murray, Liam Martin and Nico Hines on the interchange bench uh, with Matt Burton and Stefano Utoi ikamanu as 19th man, yeah. Ashley Klein as the referee, so the referee is what's going to be mental um, so Latrell Mitchell ruled out of game one with a calf injury Mitchell has been replaced by Stephen Crichton uh, while Bulls playmaker Matt Burton has flown to jo- flown to Adelaide to join the squad as the new 18th man uh, Crichton is expected to line up at left centre with Brian Totter on the left wing despite the play- pair playing on the opposite flank at club level that's interesting um, mm, that's course, Josh Adokar on the right wing um, when he plays on the left and Tom Prodorovic at right centre that is odd Um, Having been named among the interchange list, all all eyes will be on Nico Hines' involvement in Game 1. Could the uh, reigning uh, Dali Air medalist be capable of playing in the halves, at fullback or in a general roving role? Api Korosau is the only recognised hooker named in the Blues squad but appears to be set for big minutes. Um, Payne Haas rolled his ankle at Blues training last week but is good to go. Uh, for Queensland Cameron Munster is good to go after entering camp with a rib injury the Maroons have a number of question marks about the makeup of their side with David Trafita likely to play on the left edge and Tom Gilbert on the right while Ben Hunt is tipped to start a hooker with Harry Grant coming off the bench another late news from Nor- uh, New South Wales is that apparently Nathan Cleary has toothache and may not make game 1 so Nika Hines there could start in start at 17th uh, start at 7 so interesting very interesting uh-huh. to see um, obviously the game will have happened so let's not try and je- guess who you thinks is going to win but we're going to come up with one sentence a one sentence prediction of something that's going to happen during Origin and yeah, if we just get it right it's going look great but if it's wrong this is a really pointless segment so just listen to the sentences and then we'll go from there but those are your teams
1: I, I've got a, a headline well it's not really a headline they'll probably come up with a better one but it's as good as I can do I think the headline is going to be a star is born because Reece Walsh is going to his debut state of origin match yeah. taking the fullback spot off Caelan Ponga, who was player of the match in game three last the, year.
0: Yeah, player of the series.
1: Yeah. It? And um, so big pressure. But obviously the the Queensland coach is Billy Slater, who's a fullback himself yeah. and one of the one of the best. So he knows that position well, so I trust that he's you know picked the right man for that position, and also I think Reese Walsh is just absolutely awesome at the moment
0: so your your headline is gonna be a star is born Reese Walsh player yeah, of
1: game. he's gonna have a great game he's gonna he's gonna be awesome and yeah
0: my my prediction is one that the Maroons will win, right, but they're only gonna win because mm. because. Tavita Pangai Jr. is going to get sent off oh. for a high tackle.
1: Oh, this is getting more and more specific. Tavita, <laughs> Tavita
0: Pangai Jr. is going to be sent off for a high, for a high tackle and a punch-up. Weird oh, punches. Weird. Oh, which team does he play for? Does he play for the tight Who does he play for? Oh.
1: oh, Who
0: does he play for? This is where
1: Toby would just snap in and be like.
0: Yeah, I oh, know. So he, he plays for the Bulldogs. Oh bollocks! Bulldogs. Okay, Never mind. He's he used to play for.
1: For the Pan- Broncos. Panthers
0: and the Broncos. Yeah, he's going to get sent off for a high tackle on his opposite number, Thomas Flegler, his former former Broncos teammate. He's I love it. To come in, just go whack, Fle- and Flegler loves it as well. Like Pan Junior, he's going to come in and get sent off, and he's going to be in the first twenty minutes of the game
1: and and what you think that's gonna like drain the energy yeah because and then Payne yeah
0: pain house and junior paulo both got to do 80 minutes and this ain't an nrl yeah. game this is one of the fastest biggest most powerful games in rugby league so yeah he's gonna have the side um, down i think on 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 and on debut on origin debut is gonna get sent off
1: it's interesting because we actually could both be right
0: yeah, we could both. So, Reece Walsh is going to be player of the match, <laughs> but only because he's exploiting the gap left in the middle of the field by, t- <laughs> by,
1: by an t- early... Or on the edge um, because someone, yeah.
0: Hudson Young or Tyson Brzezell have had to make way for another prop. Or like, I like, love it. Do you know what I mean? That's what's going to happen. They're P- if it. this
1: is if this is bang on, people are not going to believe that we uh, <laughs> recorded team. this. Well, yeah.
0: What I could say is the, the current headline on the BBC Rugby League is Leeds McDonald wins punching charge appeal. That's all I've got now. <laughs> That was 29 minutes ago, and okay. that's the headline. That's all I can say. So don't
1: in, it, Did you did you see that? the the um, not, I don't you know. What, I've, not seen. Watched, I've
0: not watched any, any rugby league
1: in the last oh, week. Oh, it was a great game. That was a really good game. I, might, I, I mean, go I, I'll go back and watch it then. I won't tell you. Well, you know what happens. He got, <laughs> sent, yeah, off he got sent off for punching. He got sent off for punching. I've seen it. I've seen <laughs> but he didn't actually punch. He didn't. He was just sort of like... Was that the Friday you know, night game, the 13-12? Grab- yeah, it was awesome. That, really that wasn't, good game. The
0: televised game, was it? Or was it?
1: Uh I think I think it was on TV. Was. What was I doing on Friday
0: then? Something it? interesting. I was doing some... No, we went out. That's we went on a date night on Friday. We went to Turkish food. We oh yeah. Fast and Furious 10. I tell you what. What a 77th minute red card. What's the point?
1: Well, it went to golden point. So, it kind oh, of yeah, fair. fair. It was a bit more and, and a bit more
0: yellow in the in in the same the yeah. extra time. Jesus Christ! Um, no, so Origin obviously will have happened. So hopefully those predictions come true. But we have had Summer Bash. So Summer Bash was this weekend, but you didn't go, Even, mm. despite it being in your hometown and your team playing, and there being six other or five other games of rugby league in York. Yeah, you didn't go. I know, I know. And so six. How many games of rugby league? There were six other games. Eight, rugby, eight, so, eight games. I think. There was eight was because you had the women's game as well. There was eight games of rugby yeah. league at the LNR Stadium. And you did
1: know. I, yeah, it, like, mate, and And you know about... me, mate, I've travelled across the country to watch games. I've been to the south of France to watch games. <laughs> like mean, if there's rugby league you I will cycle watch up it. the road to
0: watch a game. Or to watch eight yeah. games you even cycle up the road.
1: I know. And I, I kind of did feel a bit guilty because I felt like I'm exactly the person that the, you know, organisers would want to be there. But I think it's interesting that I chose not to. Because I'm a very self-centered person. No, it's interesting <laughs> that I chose not to because, like you say, round the corner from where I live, like it was like £30 for the weekend and the weather was great. Yeah. So, so, like I say, why not? And the truth is, I didn't care about a <laughs> single fixture. Nothing, nothing really not caught the, my imagination. The
0: York Valkyrie versus Warrington Wolves game.
1: Well, I mean, that was a 44-4 blowout.
0: Yeah, true, and York City Knights got battered 46-16. York
1: got battered, Keithley got battered.
0: The London Broncos, uh, I think the Broncos versus Toulouse and Halifax-Batley were probably the only... Oh uh, Well, Newcastle-Sheffield were probably the three good games out of what? Three. Out of eight? Yeah. Three good games Exactly. Out of eight. And you had witness London, Toulouse, Featherstone and York all playing on the Saturday. So I appreciate that the women's game, the York game, was on the Sunday...
1: But yeah, not But also the thing is the the NL the the stadium, the N L E R Stadium, isn't the most comfortable place to sit. I know that, you know, stadiums Well, I don't know. I've sat there I've been
0: there what twice and I've yeah but I have sat on the comfy seats. That's what I was gonna
1: say, you were sat in the nice seats. That's a different a different thing. But it's not the most comfortable place. The facilities aren't great, the food is I mean, they might have put trucks on, but they didn't sell that to me, so I don't know if they did or they didn't. Yeah, but fair. as a veg- as a vegetarian, all I can eat at the LNER is Walkers and Kit Kats. Yeah. Like I'm not spending two days like what, what what's it's like six hours a day. Yeah. In the sun, paying like five quid for a Kit Kat and a bag of crisps yeah, six not, times. It's not great. Some. No, and, and I think they did let people in and out. Well, I don't even know if they did, but they didn't tell people. So I was like, I'm not taking that risk. Cause I'm not being stuck in there for all that time. Yeah, definitely, I get you. I mean, the- and, and I just thought, actually, this, fun isn't, fun. this isn't this isn't um, like a pleasurable, fun afternoon. Like this is a challenge. Like this is like the other week when you were like, I'm gonna watch twelve games in three days. <laughs> like this is a this is like a well, slog. Well, it was definitely more than twelve games in three. I days. think it was. I think it was like, but, like nine. But I'm like, this is like, you know, the I'm actually because I'm actually going to Magic this weekend. I'm go on Saturday. I'm going to Newcastle. Oh, all no. that way, spending all that money to to watch only three matches.
0: Only three matches. And I think I know someone that's got tickets for day two. If you want some,
1: day, well, I don't know. I'm I'm doing day one. I'm going up. Yeah, I'm doing
0: day one. Salford, OKR, Wigan, Catalan, Leeds, Cass, I mean, yeah, okay. That's They're all Saturday. pretty good games, aren't like, they? Whitefield yeah. Huddersfield versus Lee that'd be one-sided. Saints Huddersfield would probably be a decent game, and Hull FC versus Warrington should be one-sided. I mean,
1: yeah, that's right. Yeah,
0: doesn't day two doesn't seem to be that exciting, does it? Like, you know, I just if you think look at the league table it doesn't look great.
1: No, that's it, and I, I think you, if you want to get people to come, you need you need the best fixtures, and I know it's hard because you you plan them so far in advance, like. At the start of the year, Wakefield versus Lee was would have been really exciting because you'd have thought that that was a like a relegation battle. Yeah, but not so it's hard. It's hard when when these things sort of like come up and and change things. But but the difference is with Magic is that Newcastle's a much better stadium. There's you know the facilities are better. You're right in the city centre. It's a proper party. It's a proper festival, and yeah. I d- I don't feel that from the um from the summer bash. And so it kind of it's kind of left me thinking, like what what's the point? Like I'd love I'd love if someone reached out and told us why it's such a good of, event. But I, I personally, and you know me, I I love rugby league and I'll go and watch anything. But even that, e- even I'm not sold on it. Yeah,
0: you'd rather pay all that money to go over to Las Vegas, to lose, <laughs> yeah, lose three grand in a casino and, and, and then nrl <laughs> than go. And- and cycle up the road and watch thingy but I mean I get that we're looking at the attendances here um, after the days of Blackpool's Bloomfield Road the enthusiasm for both Leeds Rhino's Headingley in 2022 and the York's LNR Community Stadium in 2023 wasn't exactly the greatest um, attendance figures for this this year 6741 people turned up over the two two days 3793 flocking to North Yorkshire on Saturday uh, with 2948 on the second day It was cancelled in both 2020 and 2021 due to Covid, um, but in 2022 it made the return, in fact the concept actually brought in more fans last year, with 10,763 fans making the trip to Leeds, Um, so looking at 4,000 less fans this year travelled. To put that into perspective, 15,000 fans made the trip to Blackpool in 2019. So. it's definitely
1: on the decline
0: like people don't want to go to york because they're going to go to everyone's going to go to york this year and watch their team play so why do we want to go to york and watch their team play again and watch other teams play like we don't when they moved it to york i was like this is a we we all said it was going to be a mistake i think we yeah said it last year we said it was going to be a mistake so it's really interesting to understand why you didn't like
1: yeah and like i'd actually um would rather go to the um, you know the women's nine, which is yeah in Warrington, it, yeah. Um,
0: I think that's. In, uh, is, I
1: the think, 17th, is it? Is it? Uh, it? Has it already been? Uh, but there's there's, there's two weekend. rounds. Yeah, yeah. there's, there's the, the finals. Like that to me is a more attractive competition because the games will be a little bit closer. It's a shorter format. Yeah, I, it's just a little bit more fun. It's like one you know a, a, a competition that takes place all yeah. in in one day. And um,
0: plays at the Salford Stadium on Saturday the 24th of June we have um, who do we have hold on Warrington York, St Helens, Leeds, Wigan and Cardiff who are the wildcard team will be the six teams that travel to Salford for that which will be really good
1: And that, yeah exactly and so like I'll probably travel all the way to Salford to watch a competition that's nowhere near as popular and have a better time
0: 100%, you so, really so, enjoying yourself, aren't you? so yeah,
1: they need they really need to think about what they want to achieve with the summer bash and wh- whether it's um, whether it's effective or not. Like, like don't get me wrong. If if the summer bash was a nines competition, a championship nines competition, oh, it'd be I'd, I'd yeah, that'd be awesome. So maybe maybe that's something they should think about. Yeah,
0: definitely. Well, that's maybe you know what? Maybe I'll bring it up next time I'm over at the RFL. We'll, we'll yeah, do it, it, and we'll say, look, this is how we replace summer bash. We make it a 9. So you wanted your star competition or you wanted your hundred style competition, this is how you do it. Um, that's kind of the bigger news, we're going to go into a bit of transfer news now. Uh, David Fafita and um, Croft have both rejoined Wakefield after leaving at the end of last season, so, so hopefully push them off the bottom of the table. They're, f- they're still two wins off bottom, like uh, Cass are above them on four points, which is crazy when you think about it. L- London Broncos have signed a couple of big players, Dean Fare and Corey Norman join, um, but they'll have to wait for their debuts because they've got to wait a few weeks for contracts and, and stuff. But yeah. um, big signings there for London Broncos. Um, and speaking of York, we were just speaking of York, Challenge Cup run into the, the only championship side in the quarterfinals. Awesome, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, really good. You've got Lee, I, I, which is tough, but...
1: Tough, but, you know, who else would I rather have out of that group? Yeah. Um, I don't think, maybe he'll, yeah, see. Maybe he'll so, see. Yeah, maybe. So, yeah, a, a reasonably kind draw. Obviously, we have only played um, up to championship level. We haven't drawn a Super League team yet, but... Um, I'll be, be, be honest, I think they're putting 100 points on they? you. Yeah. They've just been Well, 9 30 points to 12. And they, they, to they, they absolutely smashed us in the last game of the year, last year, Yeah. The last um, league match. um, But, yeah, awesome to get a good cup run in really happy with it really really pleased
0: and obviously we've got the 1895 cup semi-final draw coming up i think shortly i don't know when it's coming but it is, it is it's not far away um obviously the the, the, the teams that are going to be in that are going to be york um halifax keithley and london. london i think yeah. I think it's keith Lee and London. It might be battling and they might be wrong um or is it the quarterfinal final oh so the quarterfinals are scheduled for the oh that's the, no that's the challenge Cup, 1895 the semi-finals take place on the weekend of june the 17th and 18th so they haven't done the draw for that yet though so when's, no. when's the semi-final draw for maybe
1: they wait till after this oh. wait wait for you to get knocked out and then oh, we'll no, do the because, draw
0: no, because it's being played on the same weekend.
1: Oh, so York—they're oh,
0: so York. going to have to move the York semi-final game to like a Friday, Thursday night or like a Monday night when they don't have a league game or something.
1: So if York win against Lee, and they are they still in the, the 895 90
0: yeah. Cup? Yeah, but York York could be the first team to get to Wembley for both games.
1: <laughs> well, they've got to like play the 895 Cup and then dust off and go back out I'll for tell the. You
0: what, though, if that happens, they are going to look at themselves and go, "Look, actually." Whoa, yeah, it's whoa, a bit whoa. stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is...
1: But I mean, it's this not... like you know that's just never going to happen, is it? Let's be honest.
0: Oh, don't be so negative, Mister. It's your team, so don't be so negative. I tell you what. I think that's, I think that's everything covered. I don't know if we've got anything else there, but say whatever you're about to say.
1: Well, I was just going to say, I think I would be pleased um, if just a Yorkshire side got through the um, quads because there's only Hull KR, York, and Hull FC.
0: Hull KR winning but, the whole thing. You,
1: you, yeah, they are looking good, aren't they? They yeah, are looking they're good
0: are are gonna go to salford salford they're gonna beat salford they're gonna go yeah. they're, no, i mean they're gonna go to wembley and they're gonna win and they're gonna batter him
1: and that'll be awesome
0: and you know what the challenge cup final this year is worth it adults, yeah are you going, adults, going this year adults from 20 yeah i'm going with the rugby club this year definitely but adults from 40 pounds it says three match bundle here from 52 pound 50 right but I think that's for the oh no, that's for the Tonga series. You can go to all three England Tonga games for fifty two pound fifty. Wow! And its tw- single Might. matches are from twenty five quid. That ain't bad. But Don't mind if I do. Saturday the twelfth of August, Betfred Challenge Cup Finals Day. You've got the I think it's one of the schools finals beforehand. You've got then got the women's final, the men's final, followed by the eighteen ninety five Cup final. So four games of rugby in one day. And there's still plenty of plenty of tickets available, and some really really good tickets available. There's some ten pound tickets uh, for kids, but you've got some tickets across the um, across the, the lower, lower tier across from the what do you call it? The tunnel. Um, still, you've got twenty two percent, eight percent, loads loads of different availabilities, and loads in the top tier as well. Um, one thing I have to say about Wembley is that it's much better when the rugby league's on it. There's so much better. There's there's more beer allowed down Wembley Way. There's more. Places to buy food. There's just well,
1: well, I'm going. I'm going this place. year. I've got tickets, so I'll I'll be testing yeah. Wembley for the first time,
0: mate. It's really good. You'll have to. Oh yeah, mate. You're gonna. Are you? Try... How are you gonna do it? We'll, we'll talk about that. Off... No idea. Yeah. We'll no idea. About... Yeah. We'll talk about that off thingy, but it, it's so much better. I went. I went this weekend to watch Luton Town get promoted to the Premier League, and it was a fantastic day out. Don't get me wrong. But yeah. The cost of all the like, the cost of beer outside the stadium. The cost. Uh, you can drink outside the stadium and not get not get arrested. You can eat wherever you want. You can walk wherever you want. Like not all the road. All the roads were closed this week. All the, yeah. uh, Um. All oh, there was no. Not, not any, hardly any fast food places down Wembley Way. Like, but when the world when the rugby league World Cup was there, not the rugby league. When the Challenge Cup's there, it's so much different. There's no segregation with the rugby uh. <laughs> league. It's just so much better. So. Yeah, it's. But great day out. Looking out, forward to it. Out. It'll be good. Um, we'll talk about how we're going to have a good day out on that day when you come. Obviously, we're, we're both going to the Super League Grand Final in Manchester. Sat directly, yeah, that's going to be a lot. Sat directly behind each. Behind them <laughs> super, so we'll put the we'll put the we'll put the partners in front and we'll sit behind them. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I think that's it this week. We've had oh a- yeah, we'll just
1: take the two best seats. And yeah, we'll yeah. Take the two
0: best seats, and we'll, uh, we'll let them go. But no, short but sweet catch up this week. We should be back next week. Um, I just want to say a massive thank you to everyone that's listened and followed and subscribed again, because our analytics have been absolutely blowing up. Twelve of the fourteen episodes we've done, or uh, twelve of the fourteen episodes we've done this year, have overtaken our Rugby League World Cup special. That we did towards the end of last season so i just want to say a massive massive thank you it's been 117 days from the time of recording since we we started season two and we are now very very close to getting over 1500 all-time downloads and wow. over 30 subscribers for, for across all platforms so thank you everyone that's been listening via spotify apple google however we appreciate you and we will give you more content every week i've been brad really right. was Robin. you toby says hello and we'll join we'll we'll be back next week with the Biff rugby Live podcast brought to you by swinging arms and shoulder charges and this week there was no chat gpt see you later <laughs> goodbye